Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 170. From the center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and sometimes catty co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode's on A Cat Lover's Opinion of Cat Cafes. Our topics for this week are cat cafes, effects on cats' stress levels, environment for disease transmission, and efforts to adopt out homeless cats. I've always liked cats. Todd, our current rescued house cat, has free range of our house during the day with the exception of the kitchen and the dining room. He's not allowed on counters and is fed his food in another room. His only contact with other cats has been with our barn cat through window and door screens. His litter box and food and water bowls are used only by him. Rooms that he may have shed hair in are vacuumed every day. What I feel is best for Todd is not the same as that of a cat cafe. Cat cafes began in Taiwan in 1998 as free-roaming cats where people were also eating. This innocent-looking, highly dangerous situation spread and sometimes evolved to other Asian countries. One of the evolutions in cat cafes was to become a means of rescuing homeless cats. Pressure to allow cat cafes in the United States increased, but before public health authorities acquiesced, they required a single cafe to have a separate food area and another for cats with separate entrances. Oversight had to include animal control and health department inspections. In some cases, that's not enough. Cats are nocturnal, that is, they're most active at night and sleep about 16 hours a day. They prefer to live in small groups, primarily of family members. One of the attractions of cat cafes is the hope that they will introduce homeless cats to potential rescue homes. That may occur, but it's at a price of stressing homeless cats to excessive daytime activity with strangers and a constantly changing group of new cats. Cafe cats are required to have standard vaccinations, but there's no vaccinations for many transmittable diseases. Feline infectious peritonitis is one, and it's lethal to cats. Stressed young cats are most susceptible. Cats can also carry infectious diseases transmittable to humans for which there are no vaccinations, such as toxoplasmosis. 
Their mouths have many more infectious bacteria than dog mouths. Their mouths and whatever they lick can be a source of infections in breaks in the skin in humans. Plus, the most common zoonosis transmitted from cats to humans is ringworm. Ringworm is the name for a skin lesion caused by a fungus, microsporum. Microsporum is a common cause for tinea capitis and tinea corporis, ringworm of the head and body in humans. It's a zoonotic fungus, meaning it naturally lives on the hair and dandruff of normal-looking cats. The fungus also produces spores that can contaminate the environment for at least months. Microsporum can also be transmitted from airborne cat hair. The risk of catching ringworm from cats is directly related to the concentration of cats and whether they are stressed, which increases the shedding of hair. Cat cafes try to operate the human food and beverage part as a for-profit enterprise, while the adoption of homeless cats is a separate non-profit enterprise. However, a case can easily be made that the cats are primarily an attraction to promote the for-profit business. Otherwise, the cafe and cats would not have to be in the same space or serviced by the same employees. Some cat cafes have required a minimum purchase of food or drink to see their cats that are up for adoption. Cat cafes need to have a reliable source of young, playful cats. Some cafes fall to the temptation of partnering with purebred cat dealers to have a constant source of young, healthy, attractive cats. This promotes the breeding of cats without a ready market, exacerbating the problem of finding homes for homeless, mixed-breed cats. Our advice is that if you're interested in a cafe, go to a cafe. If you're interested in adopting a cat, go to a humane animal shelter. If you still want to eat and drink while checking out a group of cats, you should look for indications of good cat management, including providing hiding boxes for cats when they get stressed. Rules such as no picking up of the cats, no chasing or rough play, and no waking of sleeping cats. The surroundings should look and smell clean. No cat hair, dust bunnies, should be seen. And finally, few if any cats should be purebred and healthy appearing older cats should be present. All the cats should not be kittens. If you have comments or you're interested in a particular animal handling subject, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Cat cafes are stressful to cats. Routine vaccinations do not protect cats from all the diseases they're exposed to in a cat cafe environment. 
Means to find homes for homeless cats should not be combined with a profit-making enterprise. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling can be found in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press, and available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. My new spiral-bound handbook, Concise Textbook of Small Animal Handling, was recently published and is available from all major science book supply sources. Additional information is provided at betteranimalhandling.com. This website has more than 150 past podcasts with notes on handling of dogs, cats, other small mammals, birds, reptiles, horses, cattle, small ruminants, swine, and poultry. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Emmy and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about how to handle and restrain foals. Hey, Abby, what do you ask for when you go to a cat cafe? She says she asks for the directions to the quickest exit.